everyone and thank you for tuning in to another of our podcasts here at WTIN. This time I'll be speaking with Yane Paranin who is the CEO and co-founder of a Finnish company called Spinova. So Yane, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, do you want to just begin by telling me a bit about how Spinova came to be? Yes, so we are the spin-off company from VTT. Uh, VTT is the technical research center of Finland. Mm-hmm. So me, me and my co-founder, Mr. Juha Salmela, we were used to work at VTT more than 15 years. Uh, mm-hmm. We did, uh, or I was managing and Juha was actually doing the research in the pulp and paper industry. So we were uh, doing research with the cellulose fibers and the fiber suspension flows more than 15 years and then developing new new technologies to the pulp and paper industry. But 2009, Juha was uh, listening to a presentation in Oxford University about what are the similarities between the spider silk and with the nanocellulose. Nanocellulose is the nanoscale cellulose fibers. fibers. Okay. And, and on that time, we were working heavily with the nanocellulose processes in the pulp and paper industry. And then you got the idea that what if we are able to spin the nanocellulose fibers a little bit in the same way as the spider is spinning the silk. And, and then we tested the idea and, and it was pretty much working. And, and then we filed the first patent application. Uh, I was in the managing position inside the research institute, and of course I was trying to help to put this innovation forward. Since I was thinking that this is the best what I have ever seen in the in the cellulose or the forest sector, but we were not uh, lucky to get the funding. I mean the public funding. And, and then 2014, I, I decided that, okay, this is such, such a great innovation that I would like to spin this off as an own company and, and try to make make new business out of that. So okay. then, then we started at the 2015, at the beginning of that, together with Juha and, and also the three key people from Juha's research team were joining us. Mm. Uh, so th- that that was like a foundation of the company, and since then we have been working as our own company, and and today we are 24 people as our own people, and we have a pilot scale production, industrial scale production up and running, and, and now we are going for the first first commercial applications, hopefully next year. Wow! So it's grown quite a lot then in the last sort of four years. Yes. <laughs> It has been yeah. extremely exciting and busy and yeah. moving fast forward. Mm. So um, do you mind just sort of explaining to me how you actually create your fiber then? Yes, yes. It, it is basically quite simple process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all, all, all big innovations at the end seems to be. But uh, what, what we do is that we, we take the, basically whatever biomass into the process. For example, the wood pulp from the pulp mm-hmm. mill, so natural cellulose fibers. And and then, of course, those fibers are too big that, I mean, in dimensions are too, too big that you are able to spin the thin filament out of that. But what okay. we do is that we, we mechanically, with the mechanical process, we are grinding those fibers in, in a smaller scale. 
down to the uh, so-called microfibers. And, and then the suspension, what we are creating, is so-called microfibrillated cellulose. But the key thing is that we are not using any chemical dissolving process. But we are okay. just using mechanical grinding or refining technique to make this microfiber suspension. Mm. And, and then, then our innovation is that we have those microfibers which are still natural fibers, what you can find in the, in the nature. Uh, but mm. we have those microfibers and water. And, and then our innovation is that we are ha- how to spin these fibers and water to create uh, continuous textile filament. So, so and, and that, is, that is the basically the, and I simply the process. What, I, what is important is that we are not using any harmful chemicals and, and we are not dissolving the fibers into the polymers, what all the people today have to do when they are producing, for example, viscose or lyocell or whatever man-made fibers. They, they have to use the hard chemical process that they are dissolving the fibers into the polymers. But now we are skipping that process totally. So these companies that usually use chemicals, why why don't they opt for using manufacture uh, sort of actual mechanical action? If that is what it sounds like, more sustainable. Yes, it is the most sustainable. But so far, we we are the only one who has made an innovation that how to do it. Oh, I because see. Because at, okay. at the <laughs> at the end, it, it is of course. Why we have been so successful, the reason is that we have been working with the cellulose fibers about 20 years in the mm. pulp and paper industry. And, mm. and now we are using the same competence what we gained over those years, but now we are not producing paper, but we are producing the filament. You said you use uh, wood pulp. Um, whereabouts do you actually get this from? Uh, our, our strategic partner is the globally the biggest pulp producer. It is the Brazil, Brazilian-based company called Susano Papel El Cellulose. Okay. And, and they, they are our strategic partner. And, and we have a plan that uh, I hope during in one or two years we can make an investment decision together with them that how we are going to upscale the production into the industrial scale. Wood pulp is, is, is not the only raw material option. For, for example, uh, with Fortum, which is the biggest energy company in, in Scandinavia, mm-hmm. we are working with the wheat straw, which is the agricultural waste. Wheat straw is also the cellulose. Yeah, and, and with Fortum, we are, we are producing textile filament out of the wheat straw pulp. Mm. And, and then there are also other options, like, uh, for example, we have already tested that we can, for example, use cotton fibers. For example, the short cotton fibers, what you are not able to use in the textile industry today, we are grinding those into the microfibers, and then we are able to spin a new cotton filament out of that. Mm. There are plenty, plenty of options at the end, but now our focus is, of course, in the wood pulp and then yeah. also in the, in the wheat straw. 
Okay. Well, it, it's nice to know then, then that, that there are multiple sort of um, raw yes. materials out there for this. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there are. There are plenty mm. of those. We we have tested, I would say, between 10 and 20 already, but we have just scratched the surface. Mm. But but now, of course, as a small team, we have to focus. We have to make sure that this first option wood pulp is going into the commercial scale. Mm. I also wanted to ask then, um, we're talking about this mechanical action is more sustainable than using chemicals, um, but is this process uh, more environmentally friendly in other ways? Like is it, does it use less water and energy, that sort of thing, for example? Mm, if, you, if you compare our technology, for example, to the cotton fibers, uh, we are using less than 99% of water compared to the cotton fibers. Really? And, and then something like 70, 60, 70% less water compared to, uh, for example, the viscose fibers. Mm. So, uh, and to get to understanding that why it is like that, of course, the trees, what we use, you, you don't have to use water for the trees because there is a rain and they are growing into areas where you have enough water. Mm. And, and then, on the other hand, when we take the pulp from the pulp mill, we are not adding any water, but we are actually drying the water out of the pulp. So our mm. process is, is very low what comes to the water usage. Okay. And then, then also what is important is that the product what we are producing it is totally recyclable. So, uh -huh. because it, it, it is a little bit like paper. You, you can put the fabrics, what we are producing, basically you can put those back to the paper recycling, mm. if you would like to do that. But of course, right. we, we, can take, we can take back those fabrics and then we haven't tested at the end yet, but we know that we can, we can do it. We have tested in, in the lab scale but, but we can produce the new fiber out of the old fabrics, which has been made out of our fibers. Mm. So, so we can um, really close the loop. I was just going to say exactly that, this sort of um, expression of a circular model and closing the loop, that's, that is what you're doing, yes. essentially. Mm. Yes, yes. And I'm, now mm. we, we have a one, one uh, demonstration project ongoing with one of the partners that we are actually launching this kind of first product this year that basically you can put this product back to the refiner and you can produce the new fiber that is quite a big, big step for the textile industry it is yes um Right, so um, we've just talked about then how the company was developed and the raw material itself, but um, I was wondering, like, um, have you actually created any sort of like garments and stuff from this? I think I read that you've worked with Bergens of Norway, for example, on, on some yes. sort of outdoor clothing. Yes, we have. We, we have a... We are in the lucky position at the moment. We have more than enough global big brand owners who are willing to work with us. Mm. And, and now, now we are trying to, trying to look at what are the most potential applications, uh, where to go, where our fiber is behaving its it best at the beginning. 
and 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 there is many development projects ongoing at the moment with with the textile brand owners and and mm. there are different kind of applications basically any anything from the non woven fillings to the wearable garments right so you you just said non wovens do you mean like wet wipes and things like that then yes yes okay interesting and or, they can be woven or, or and knitted so, as well yes yes we mm. have a woven we have a knitted fabrics available already we have non wovens we have even the composites is something what we have done. So we have used our fibers, for example, to reinforce composite materials and, 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 and oh. to create totally biocomposites. But, mm. but of course, the focus at the moment is in the, in the textiles and, and yeah. about the apparels. Right. Um, I also wanted to ask then, so can this um, fibre be dyed as well as um, other fibres and can can you also add sort of properties to it such as maybe, uh, I don't know, like waterproofing mm. for example? Yes, yes, mm. yes, yes we can and, and that, that is also ongoing. So okay. uh, as you know, it is depending application by application that what kind of properties you need at the end. Yeah. But but of course we we have already dyed samples we we have seen that you are able to dye it and and mm. actually in in our case you can you use so-called also so-called dope dyeing so that you can mm. dye the suspension first and then spin the fiber but but then right. all the normal dyeing techniques are are available as well mm. but now, now, of course, we are looking only this kind of dyeing technique, what is also environmentally friendly, so that we are not losing our sustainability story uh, with, with the wrong type of dyeing, for example. Yeah, I understand. Okay, um, right. So um, I also wanted to ask you about um, your pilot plant and your proof of concept. Um, as I recently read that sort of you've just achieved this, and I was just wondering if you could tell me more about um, uh, sort of how much this pilot plant can produce, sort of in sort of how much fiber. Mm. Of course, the main main goal with the pilot is is to show that the technology is working in the industrial scale. But we can we can still, uh, or at the same time, we can produce reasonable volumes so uh, with with our pilot you can go up to let's say between 100 to 200 tons per year in in mm -hmm. production volumes but the main uh, target with the pilot is that we can produce enough fibers so that our partners can go for testing so mm -hmm. that you can you can really produce first applications and, and you can test that how they are behaving in, in right. the real conditions. And, mm -hmm. and then the other, of course, the other target is that we are, we are able to optimize everything so that we are, we are convinced that, okay, now we are ready to go for the uh, industrial scale investment. Mm. Well, I was going to ask you about that, actually, because I read that you've just been given an 11 million euro um, investment for sort of this commercialization. Mm. Yes, and, and and now with that money, 
the main target is is actually exactly what I just explained. So that yeah. we are developing the first applications and then we are optimizing the production process itself. Great. Well, I mean, so you've got this proof of concept and you have this large sum of money and you've just explained what you're going to do with it. So what are the next steps for you as a, as a company then? Um, when do you reckon we could see your products maybe in a shop, for example? Uh, in small scale, I hope maybe after one year, for example. Mm-hmm. But but then uh, now now the only goal is that in in two years we are able to make the big investment decision for the for the industrial size production. So that was Yano Peranin, the CEO and co-founder of Spinova, talking about the company's origin, sustainable fibre process, and plans for scaling up in the future. If you'd like to read more about similar developments or catch up on some of our previous podcasts, then just head on to WTIN.com. So that's it from me today, but thank you for listening and goodbye.